0: The free-for-all roundtable.
1: Brought to you by Lexus Vaughan, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. In the Maple Auto Mall near Rutherford at Highway 400. Luxury is closer than you think.
2: Round one.
1: On round one, News Talk 1010's Robert Turner is live in studio. Amanda Galbraith is here, principal at Navigator Communications and Strategies, host of Free for All Fridays. Toronto lawyer Karima Sad is also on the panel. Okay, so let's start with the big story of the day, which is Brian Lilly reporting in the Toronto Sun. Perhaps not surprised that the Eglinton Crosstown will not open this year I, I'm still working to confirm this but boy was I on the line yesterday with a bunch of people trying to f- find the roots of a story that says that apparently there is design flaw in one of the major stations on the Crosstown which is going to have to be completely reworked um, let me start with Amanda Galbraith who worked at City Hall at one time and I appreciate this is a provincial project but it's a city issue um, as my teacher in grade five would have said, Mrs. Miller, uh, this is a real boner.
3: <laughs> What on earth does that mean? But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I did not anticipate that this morning, John. It's only 745. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, listen, I was never so grateful when I worked at City Hall that it was a provincial project. I'll tell you that. Uh, this is the, the, the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, part of the problem is that, you know, you, th- you think you know what's beneath you, right? When you're del- digging out these stations and, y- you know, you don't, right? You don't know where stuff is laid. Um, You know, there's different grades, there's water issues, all that kind of stuff. So there's certainly challenges that they face. I also think government projects naturally are huge challenges, um, and they always are from a management perspective. Um, But regardless, I mean, you know, I think everybody knows it's unacceptable that it's taken this long. Um, It's incredibly frustrating to the businesses, so I get it. Um, And, you know, I would be upset, too, if I was reading this today.
1: Karim Assad, I I think nobody ever expects a government project to come in on time or on budget, but this one is really getting to a point of lunacy.
0: Yeah, and and I think that, you know, to whatever extent the pandemic and the sort of intervening effect that that had, uh, it doesn't justify everything. Um, And I I do feel for the businesses and residents who have had their lives disrupted by this never-ending construction uh, with nothing to show for it. And at the same time, a lack of accountability uh, who is responsible for these delays? And why is the Metrolink CEO, wh- why does that compensation keep increasing? Um, so I think that that, for me, um, is is something to delve into, because why are we rewarding people who aren't accomplishing what they are setting out to do? Well,
1: Robert Turner, that brings me to this thing that I keep encountering, which is in these 3P projects where we have private people doing work on behalf of the government, always seems government and the people end up assuming all of the risk.
2: Well, and I mean, it's hard to know what's going on here, right? Because we don't even know when it's going to open, which is the problem. Uh, It's late this thing has unfolded under multiple levels of government and multiple governments. So it's really hard to know. Okay, I know I should be furious at someone. But who? Like, and they may have retired. Like, we don't know where the problem happened. But Doug Ford is the one who's going to have to wear this and fix this, isn't he? I mean, he's the premier. So I'm sure that, you know, Phil Verster's a champion uh, and he needs to get whatever bonuses he needs to get. Or does he need to get fired? But then if you do, who do you replace him with? And does that fix anything? Right? Is that just a, okay, this makes us look like we're doing something, but is it is the next person going to be able to solve this? Or is this just a case of the project was too big, the expectations were unrealistic, and it was never going to be done on the timeline that we were promised.
1: Yeah. I still remain unpersuaded that this is actually going to be all that transformative, even when it comes online. Uh, Worth noting that the Transportation Minister is making an appearance at 9 o'clock this morning with the Deputy Mayor of Toronto, and we were told it's not about the (laughs) Crosstown. Well, that's what you think. (laughs) The questions might be... (laughs) Uh, activists say York Region Catholic schools may not be safe for queer students. Karima Saad, is that kind of exaggerating the circumstances? I mean, I, I do find it odd that people still turn out and uh, get angry about a gay flag, but I don't know. Does that mean those schools are not safe?
0: I think we need to be very careful about the use of hyperbolic language in these times, because we're operating in a context where there are laws being passed in the United States that are actively harmful and um, even to some extent persecuting students and families who identify as LGBTQ+. plus. Um, but that's not really what's happening in Canada. And if we look into the granular details at what happened at the Catholic District School Board, um, you'll actually see familiar faces from the convoy side of the Ontario protest circuit. Uh, and, and so these are people who protest a lot, and a lot of different issues, and the latest fixation has been schools, school boards, and libraries um, centering on these issues. So that, that has to be, I think, seen as part of the bigger picture that, uh, yes, it's it's a live concern, um, but we have repeating characters um, who who we've seen in other uh, situations. Okay, Robert Turner, I I'm, I'm
1: one of those many people who believe, I wish we could just get back to teaching reading and math, but at the same time, when issues come to bear about, you know, Aboriginal inclusion or gay inclusion, I don't know why people become so incensed.
2: I don't know why it's a debate. I don't know why the school board's talking about it. I don't know why the school board exists. Uh, well, no, yes, but seriously, like, Every few weeks we have a story and as great as it is for talk radio, uh, it's I'm done. Like, you have the Halton board that couldn't figure out what to do with the ridiculously dressed teacher. Well, we just have no idea what to do. And everyone's telling them, well, you put in a dress code. Well, we just don't know what to do. Okay, well, fire those people. I just think more of it needs to be run from the province. The province has all the power over the money and the curriculum anyway. So this should be a memo to the school boards. Hey, everybody, Pride Month's in June. This is how we're dealing with it. You don't need to debate it. Here's how we're going to deal with it. Here's the age appropriate way to deal with it across the curriculum. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Move on. I don't know why the school board's spending any time debating this because this is uh, the, it only seems to come up now that school boards are debating all this weird culture war stuff when I, I don't know why they exist. Well, Amanda Galbraith, you'll get last word on this, and certainly if people showed
1: up and picketed a school board meeting because they didn't want to observe Black History Month, people would think that was outrageous.
3: Yeah, and like, and it's equal to me that people don't want to observe Pride Month and recognize that, and I think, um, I like what Robert said basically, <laughs> like, like it should be uh, cross province rule, you should be honored, like these are the things that we do in honor, um, if there, you want to like appeal this or add something, here's a process, um we don't need to be getting into these like ridiculously messy hyperbolic debates uh, at the local levels and frankly like, it's not up for debate, well, right? Like
2: Even the local level, right? Like, the school board's not really local. The, the local is your parent council at your school. If someone needs to be making a decision about things, it should be them making decisions about things. Because, you know, they have kids and skin in the game uh, to, with the staff and making those decisions. The school board is a bunch of people who got elected because we all had to vote for someone when we went in to vote for the counselor that we w- really showed up to vote for.
1: Actually, I always just take a pass on that because I don't know who anybody is. But I mean, who? Who is anyone's Same. counselor? No one Knows. Yeah. Although intriguingly, some school trustees have gone on to bigger political careers, including Kathleen Wynne and Shelley Carroll. Yeah, but they were from a time when school boards did more and had more yeah. power. Uh, the LCBO is giving up on paper bags. Robert Turner, is uh, are you going to be able to uh, handle
2: this crisis? Um, well, I don't want to be walking around the street now with a bottle, because I don't want to be confused with you, so I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Uh, look, why are we... Why, like the, pa- the brown paper bag, is there a more compostable product than the brown paper bag? What do you put your leaves in when you're raking up the lawn? A brown paper bag. So the idea that this is some sort of environmental threat, I do not understand. If you want to reduce people using it, how about you charge me for it? Maybe put a deposit on it so I have to bring it back with the bottles to the the beer store, which is still a weird system, but okay, but banning it, like this is just going to make it complicated for people who don't carry on bags all the time. Although Kareem
1: is sad. I just don't, you know, I'm perfectly fine with walking around with a bottle of wine, which in, in, in you know, Robert Turner, to your point would not be open at the time. Okay. Sure. Okay. Kareem is sad. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know that I have strong feelings about this apart from the fact that the reusable bags that are now sold everywhere end up in a lot of times being single use themselves, either because they rip or it's just inconvenient to keep or hang on to. Um, So in assessing whether something is actually an environment saving impact, I don't know um, how powerful a move this is. Um, And I think about packaging um, and and whether there are cuts that can be made sort of higher up the consumption chain. Amanda Galbraith,
1: whenever something like this happens, I think there's this certain exaggerated concern trolling, like how could we possibly live without a straw? And I just, you know, take a reusable bag or walk around with a bottle in your hand on your way home.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to be seen walking with my Texas Mickey of vodka down Queen Street East, but I will, uh, yeah. I will prevail.
2: When did we uh, as a society I'll decide to start creating problems instead of solving them? We have a
0: bag; yeah. and they
2: work. I do not understand this. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway. And what was that alcoholic product that you were just talking about, Amanda?
3: A, te- a Texas Mickey? A Texas Mickey is a very, very, very large size of a, a large bottle, which uh, we maybe purchased when I was in university for parties. Um, it's 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 huge and really expensive and hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Three liters, according to Joe Cristiano. Okay, almost no time on the clock. Uh, the Canadian military is unlikely to conduct airlifts out of Sudan. Uh, Amanda, I guess you'll be the only person who gets to weigh in on this one. Uh, do you have sympathy for people who find themselves in far-flung countries in chaos?
3: I do, actually. I I do. I think part of it is, as a Canadian, we have a certain responsibility as a country to get people, I mean, within reason, to get people in and out. Um, I think, unfortunately, due to lack of investment in um, our military, we've seen, like, in Afghanistan and Sudan, that we can't do it. So we have to rely on our allies, which is a shame. Um, But, you know, I think you've got to take life with what it is. But I think we as a country should be able to get our people out. so yeah, that's my,
1: that's my take along with a Mickey.
3: Okay. Uh, Indeed. Th- thank
1: you all. Amanda Galbraith, Robert Turner, Kareem is Catch the round table round one at seven 45 round two at eight 45 weekday mornings on more in the morning news talk, ten ten Toronto.